up. Good morning. Ako ang magwali karon. Joke lang. <clears throat> My task this morning is a messenger of the speaker. <laughs> uh, I was tasked to introduce our special invited speaker this morning. He is the chairman of the board of Jubilee Evangelical Church in Quezon City. So one of the big uh, famous Chinese church no, in Manila. And he is uh, a preaching leader and a preaching elder. He is also the chairman of the bank, of a rural bank, RBT, no? Rural Bank of Talisayan. Now, I would like to say something about the bank at the end of the introductions. So I'll just continue. He studied at uh, BSOP, uh, Biblical Seminary of the Philippines, at the age of 74. Oh, no, 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 47. 74, you will be older than me. 47 and graduated at age 51. He said, no one is too old to heed the calling to serve the Lord. But actually, he grew up as uh, in a Christian family. No? His father is a very dedicated, devoted uh, Christian leader at his time. And he was raised in that home and serving the Lord, but he responded to a calling when, the, when God called him to go to the seminary to study some more. Because God has great plan for a great leader. And of course, when it comes to sports, he loves basketball, NBA, <laughs> jogging, ping pong, bowling. His life verse is, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27, 1. So, Isok and Isia, Kadlukan. Married for 29 years to Ibon. Uh, I would like to request the wife to please just rise and say hi. <laughs> and they have, they were blessed no, by two, two boys, the peers, the elders, and then Alec is with them also. A trainee to manage the bank. <laughs> huh? ah, it's a prophecy, Alec, huh? So Alec is here to test the water. <laughs> and he would like to be known as the servant of the Lord. 
So either you're a businessman, no, you are full-time serving. We are all servants of the Lord. So in both world, no, because he is also a businessman, no, a banker, and also a preacher and a leader of the bank. So he holds many leadership positions. Now, I would like to add something about the bank. If you remember, uh, what year was that? Si Sarah Balabagan. Two thousand five or two thousand six anniversary sa bank of uh, Rural Bank of Talisayan. So he called me up. Somebody introduced me to him, and then we just talk on the phone. Would you like to partner with us? We would like to, like uh, pub, uh, community service, no, to Talisayan, uh, uh, medical, dental. So our medical dental team very active, na sila all this time. So they responded, and, and I said, okay, yes, they they agreed, and they came. They brought along Sarah Salabagan. Huh? Ah, Balabagan, Balabagan. Uh, she gave her testimony, no? And also sang, no? And he, he, he also brought Sarah to Jacob, no? They dropped by. I don't know how many of you uh, remember that. But it is a characteristic or practice, no? Of the bank to be generous, no? to give back, to share. And for your information, the bank was founded by his father 56 years ago. Yesterday, we were in Talisayan to celebrate no, the 56th anniversary of RBT. And currently, our speaker is the chairman of the board of directors of RBT. Under his leadership, he was able to lead the bank to become one of the strongest rural bank of the Philippines. No, not only here in Mindanao, no, but the rating-wise, the whole Philippines, nasa ibabaw siya. For more than 10 years now, because the bank was so well-managed that Despite the recent COVID pandemic, the growth of the bank remained consistent. In fact, last year, 2021, but it was one of the most productive huh, banner year of RBT bank. And earnings of bank is the highest among the past years. Could you imagine, during the pandemic, nag-reverse ang income sa, 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 sa banko. And we were expecting no, a downtrend of everything and, of course, even the, the, the earnings. But the bank performed no, on the opposite way. So it's a very strong message. And that's the reason why I'm sharing this testimony. But to me, it is a miracle. So we asked, why? What's the difference between RBT Bank and the rest of the bank? 
The reason why I'm sharing this is because I am an insider. When we got to know each other, katong kang Sarah, balabagan, one day he called me up. He said, Al, let's have dinner. So he was in Cagayan. So during that dinner, no, he invited me, would you like to be a board member of RBT? Without blinking an eye, I said, yes, okay. I'm willing. I don't really know what uh, what's behind it, but I just said, well, if I'll still be useful there, why not? So I, I immediately said yes. And finally, to make the story short, I'm with them since then until now. Therefore, I'm sharing as a witness of what happened. That's why I can share this. I, I think this is the best opportunity that I can share this to glorify God. And the moral lesson of the testimony is this. If you believe in God, God will surely bless you. When you disobey, you will also deserve a spanking, curse. That's it, simple. The message is very simple. And why am I saying that RBT is being blessed by the bank? Every morning, all the employees, before they start work, they pray together, read the word, and then they, they face the challenges of the day. And every employee is a stockholder of the bank. So they, have, they receive dividend every year. They, stay, uh, they receive bonuses. I'm not going to say how much. Plus, ilang months of sa atin, 13 months lang, lang alam natin. Sa kanila, malayo na sa 13 months. So I'm not going to say that because maybe I'm bragging. But, <laughs> talaga, sabi ko, wow. Even the, ex the external auditor of the bank, every year mag-audit pa ng external auditor. Dahot na na silang adjective. Wow! Basta abang adjective, hurot na. <laughs> because they are also auditing other, other banks, rural and commercial bank. And rural bank of Talisay had always stood out as performing no, uh, against the tide, against the, the problem uh, that we are going through. And Mona, nganong nakabaluman ko? Because I am a witness, because I am, I became part of the bank. And I would like to glorify God by sharing that. Without much further ado, I'd like to call on our invited speaker this morning, uh, Brother Reverend Pastor, Pastor <laughs> Chris Beltran. Ano lang ni siya? Lay. Oh, ha? Diba ni mga lay? We can serve God and glorify God no? because we are Christians. 
So, ang platform na to, whatever profession imo, business imo, whatever, no? You can use that as your platform to serve the Lord. And he is one of my model. Yeah, brother Chris. Blessed Lord's Day to everyone. May I ask your permission? Can I take off my mask? So that, anyway, I brush my teeth naman this morning. So, sparkling white man. <laughs> Bring you first warm greetings from my church, Jubilee Evangelical Church. Warm greetings also from our back, RBT, where our, our uh, brother Al has promoted extensively. And if you... If there's opening, we'll let the people know here. For you know. And also, I'd like to, especially this person, ask me to bring his greetings to you. You know El, uh, Reverend Eugene Howe? Yeah, he's also one of our pastors in Jubilee. Incidentally, he's preaching naman at Jubilee this morning while I'm preaching here in the place he also calls home, right? Because he's from Cagayan de Oro. Wow. You know... Being here is a privilege. And today we're serving, you know, there's some sort of a unity of hearts and minds. Eh. You know why? Hindi kami nag-uusap, pero if you look at the praise and worship team, if you look at Sir Al, you look at our pastor David, we're all wearing blue. Hindi kami nag-uusap. So there's some sort of a meeting of minds, no? Praise God, no? Tama, no? We didn't prepare for this. You know, time flies so quickly. Two years, I remember March 14, which is exactly tomorrow. That was my last trip to CDO because we all know what happened, right? A few days after all the airlines was locked down. I came here thinking of uh, preparing for the stockholders meeting for that year, but it was cancelled. So I was thinking maybe I could fly spending two more days. But sinabi ng stock, staff namin is, you come, I came in the morning, sir, lumipad ka na ngayong hapon. Kasi wala nang aeroplano bukas. <laughs> or else I'll be, of course, I'm also happy to be staying here two, for two years. But of course, my wife will not be happy. You know, no? But we praise God, no? And after two years, I was telling my church last week, Jubilee, you know, we just opened physical worship. And I was telling them, you know, I'm both excited and nervous. I'm excited because I could see all of you again. I'm nervous because for the past two years, we were just speaking in front of a camera recording. Now it's live. It, it's It's... Nakaka-nervous, but in a good way. And today, I'm also excited and nervous because it's the first time after two years to speak outside my church. And praise God for this invitation. And thank you for warmly welcoming my family to this great church that the Lord has built through your faithful leaders and members to be the salt and light. No? Your message to today, if you look at it, no, it's called Renewed Mind and should lead to a renewed priority. Okay? Do you memorize Romans 12 too? It's Paul says, do not be conformed 
to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we will be able to know God's, what God's will is, His good, perfect, and pleasant will. What does it mean? Transform mind, uh, transform life through the renewing of your mind. Because if our mind is renewed, then we will be able to process our thoughts correctly. We will lead us into right thinking, right? And a right thinking will equip us with the right attitude. And a right attitude, especially if it's centered on biblical values, will lead us to having right actions as well. Everything starts with the mind. Because, you know, let me share with you some of my wrong thinking in the past. No? For those in my age level, you know, when the movie Jaws came out, it's a story of the great white shark that terrorizes the beachfront of Amity. Who knows that movie? If Hindi Joe's one, maybe Joe's two, Joe's three, Joe's four, na, 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 the, the music palang nakakatakot na, eh, by the bass player, dung, 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 kinakabahang ka na, no? You know, I had a fear of swimming in the sea for so many years because in my mind, I would be the next victim of Joe's. Even though there's no great white shark here in, in Talisay under the beach here. But somehow that movie programmed my mind to fear this. Have you ever experienced that? We also watch horror movies. When we watch horror movies, ay nakakatakot bumaba sa, sa kusina to get a pair kasi baka nandun si yung monster to attack me. Can we relate? I also had a very... Uh, long fear of speaking in front of you, uh, in speaking in front of an audience, because I had a constant fear of being ridiculed. Because in my past, I also well, experienced some bullying and ridiculed in the past. Proverbs 23:7 reminds us of how powerful our minds can be. It says, "As someone thinks within himself, so he is." So be very careful what you put inside your mind. Our mind is the control center. And without a renewal of our minds and our hearts, transformation cannot take place. Even though how many times you come to church, how many times you attend small groups, how many, even if you're a member. But if your mind has not been renewed, true transformation cannot take place. Even if we are long-time believers, we grew up with certain beliefs, practices, traditions, and habits that it's not entirely biblical. You know, we might still be superstitious. In, in our practice in Manila, whenever we visit a funeral chapel, may, may namatayan, so we visit them. Ang sabi pa na, wag kayo muwi kaagad. Pumunta ka muna sa restaurant para yung malas dadalhin sa restaurant. And you know, people are advising us, are Christians also. You have to be very we have to be very careful what we put inside our minds. So that's why a daily renewing of our minds is very important. No? Because our experiences, our education, our traditions, our culture, our society, our business, our family, social media, and even our church help shape and form our minds. You know, some people are incredibly beautiful. Ang gaganda, ang papayat. 
no ang sa successful sa business but in their mind pangit sila failure ako and oftentimes that leads to depression and all the other things why because the mind is programmed to think they are like that and we have to be very careful what we program into our mind paul mentioned the significance of transformation he says if anyone is in christ he is a what a new creation the old has gone what has come the new has come and the new has come including included a renewed mind of thinking because if the holy spirit is already in our hearts then we have a renewed mind but we should continue to have a daily walk intimate walk with him because hindi pwedeng one time lang naniwala ka transform ka na hindi pwede it's a daily walk a daily renewing of our mind by reading on his word meditating on his word and often we don't do this applying what you did marami tayong nagre-read nagme-meditate sometimes nakalimutan natin i-apply hindi tayo marerenew total renew okay so when you think of the word priority what comes first in your mind priority comes from the word prior oh sorry ayun thank you this sometimes i told back up kasi minsan when i'm talking i forgot to press it it comes from the word prior which means comes first which means to come before something else no some synonyms for priority can be like greatest importance what is the first order of things you know some people will say you know my first priority is to establish my career first before getting married it's a very good one my priority the priority of this city is to get all its citizen vaccinated and we know we're approaching the election season diba you see makikinig ka sa mga candidates ano yung priority oh my hindi ko kaya gayahin yung mga candidates but i'll try my best you know <laughs> anyway some will say my priority is the economy my priority is the defense of the of the ano my priority is the alleviation of poverty and all these promises no and if you ask people what are your priorities some will say well my priority is my study my work my family my social media my smartphone is my priority i cannot do without it you know as believers what should be our priority in church some would say you know my priority is the music ministry because i'm part of their worship praise and worship team others say my priority is this small group because i am the leader of this group some would say i am in the administration i am some would say it's the outreach my friends and brothers and sisters these are all very important and we should keep on doing what we are doing for the lord but if that is what you consider your priority your own ministry your own group then we will not think of other ministries and other group as of equal importance diba and it happened in the church this is my small group ito na lang i will focus on this okay lang yung ibang group is there not 
Remember, we are part of a body, di ba? Paul said, we are part of a body. Some are hands, some are feet, some are face, hair, and all these things. And if every part of the body works together as it's supposed to function, then the health of the body becomes stronger. Similar in the church, if we don't function as believers, as parts of the body should function healthier, the church body cannot be healthy. Again, right thinking equip us with the right attitude that leads to right action. And an indication that we are truly transformed by the renewing of our mind is this. What does a renewed mind look like? We keep on, renewed mind? It must be and should be centered on the, thank you. Yeah, next slide. It should be centered on the love the Lord. Let, let's read it together. With all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and with all of your strength. What is the word there that's important? It says, all. Not some. Some, some may be loving the Lord 50% lang. Some may be loving the Lord more, 70%. Some may be even loving the Lord 98%, 99%. But when you say all, it means 100%. It's no turning back. There is full commitment. And if we have that renewed mind, then our renewed priority should be we should seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek first. Priority. That is the thing that we should be seeking first. Not our own kingdom. It's the kingdom of God that we should seek first. We know of great kingdoms in the past, about the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greece Empire, the Romans, and even today we see uh, the Communist Empire and all the other empires, which are strong, but those are temporary. Only God's kingdom is eternal. And it is only fitting to seek a kingdom that is eternal rather than seek a kingdom that is so temporary. You know, if we love the Lord with all of our hearts, mind, and strength, 100%, then obeying His commandments will not be a burden. Hindi na tayo nahihirapan kasi mahal natin, eh, di ba? Hindi na problema yung i-serve mo. Hindi na problema yung heeding the Great Commission. Hindi na problema yung sabi niya to be holy because I am holy. And even the second greatest commandment, loving others will not be cumbersome or difficult because... We love the Lord 100%. And if we love Him 100%, then seeking first His kingdom will come naturally. You know, our, our passage is from Haggai, no? Haggai chapter 1. No? Here, Haggai is reminding the Jews, what is your priority? Is it your earthly kingdom or His or my kingdom? You know, a little background. The name Haggai means my feast. It's the second shortest book in the Bible. Next, shortest book next to Obadiah in the Old Testament. You know, Haggai and Zechariah functions, function as God's cheerleader, especially in the rebuilding of the second temple under Zerubbabel. 
Haggai's prophecy came after the Persian king Cyrus benevolently allowed the Israelites to go home and rebuild Jerusalem and the temple after for more than 70 years of exile. So the first batch came, returned to Jerusalem, and the book of Ezra is also connected with this Haggai event. Here Ezra said, after they settled in their towns, uh, not yet, next After they settled in their towns, the people assembled as one in Jerusalem. What is the first what, what is the first thing that they did? They obeyed and built the altar of the Lord to sacrifice burnt offerings. Then on the second month of the second year, after their arrival, they began to work on the rebuilding of the temple. They were on fire for the Lord. They were prioritizing the Lord. We see in Ezra, next verse, yeah, PowerPoint, sorry. Ezra 3.1, it says, When the foundation of the temple were laid, all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Yeah. But you know one thing, brothers and sisters, we have to remember one thing, especially those who are serving the Lord. The greater the work for the Lord, the greater is the opposition. If you want to do great things for the Lord, expect opposition, expect persecution, expect ridicule, even from our own families. In Ezra chapter 4, next slide, it says, Then the people around them set out to discourage the people. But they already started, finished. They're starting the work. But the people around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to go on building. They bribed officials. Very, ano, no? very relevant, no? Dito sa atin, bribing is also very Hindi pa, hindi pa. Dati pa sa Old Testament, meron ng bribing. To work against them and frustrate their plans during the entire reign of Cyrus, king of Persia, and down to the reign of Darius. You know, because of the pressure from the opposition, the work of rebuilding the temple completely stopped. And they shifted their focus on their own lives. Na lang. I'll build my own house. I'll build my own house. Uh, house first, my family. And they all forget their commitment, their initial passion for the Lord. For 15 years, the temple remained unfinished. In ruins. The Lord was clearly unhappy and displeased. What did the Lord say about this lack of priority? Listen carefully in Haggai chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the Lord of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it time for you yourselves to, live, to be living in your paneled houses while this house, the God's temple, remain a ruin? Again, in fairness, the Jews tried to rebuild the temple, but because of the opposition, they completely stopped, completely forgotten about it, and focusing on building their lives as first to get their lives in order. You know, perhaps this situation also reflects 
many of our lives as well. Many of ours as well. You know, after accepting the Lord as our personal Savior, we're on fire for the Lord. Or we come from a camp or a retreat, we are on fire for the Lord. And we are so active, we want to serve the Lord, but because of opposition, because of persecution, because of counting chismes, we are like the Israelites. We gave up completely. We forget our initial per, uh, passion and priority. And we get out like the Israelites. We get on with our lives, forgetting our commitment. The Lord is saying in verse 9, it says, My house which lies in ruin, meaning God considers the temple at that time His house. Of course, we all know the temple is just a physical structure and our God cannot be contained in a physical structure. But what the Lord is really saying is this. Are your own houses more important than my house? Are, or, are your lives, what you do with your lives, your business, is more important than my business? Is your priority your earthly priority or are you seeking first his kingdom? You know, we are encouraging people in Manila to serve the Lord, especially now that physical worship is available. We want to, them to return. But we, we, we somehow hear excuses. No? If I have the time, if I'm, if I'm free, I'm busy with my career, my studies. I need to focus first on my life first before ministry. Sounds familiar? If you're saying that, then you're not prioritizing His kingdom. We are not transformed by the renewing of our mind if our reply is that way. So, so pastor, if anyone replies, alam you need to try. <laughs> it's not words. Those are not words coming from a mind that is renewed, that has this gratitude of the death of Christ, no? that saves us from our sins. Why is it often on given choices, the first things we give up or lessen our commitment is the work of the Lord and prioritize our own lives? Why is it? Because we see that our lives are more important, like the Israelites. No? How much attention you give to someone or something will really determine how much that person or that thing means to you. And we can see in verses 6 to 11 the results of the people's misplaced priority. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says Give careful thoughts to your ways. Yeah, next slide, verse 6. Oh, the Lord is asking that. Uh, says, you have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. 
In this verses, we see that the people were not doing evil things. Hindi naman sila gumagawa ng kasalanan, di ba? They were busy with their own work in their own lives, similarly as us. No? We are hard at work. We're striving for a better life, but achieving very little. Or they are not contented or happy with what they achieved. They strive for material prosperity, yet they feel dissatisfied and empty. Let's go to the next verse, verse 9. Yeah. No, no. It says, you expected much, but see it turn out to be very little. Hindi na contento, di ba? What you brought, brought home is, I blew away. Why? Declares the Lord Almighty. Because of my house, which remains a ruin. While each of you are busy with your own house, therefore because of you, the heavens have withheld their, their dew and the earth its crops. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains on the grain, on the mountains and the grain, the new wine and the olive oil and everything else the ground produces on people, livestock, and on all the labor of your hand. Look at verse 10. Bakit nangyari? Because of you. Kayo. You forget your priority. You forget your first love. You're not loving me at all, even 50%. Kasi nakalimutan mo na, na talaga ako eh. Diba? That is why you're experiencing drought and perhaps famine as well. The Lord spoke to them through Haggai. Now, if you look at verse 9, you know, because of my house, which remain in ruins, while you are busy building your own house. So God is not pleased with what is happening. Remember, what is our goal in life? Paul says our goal in life is to please the Lord in everything that we do. How do we know how to please God in everything we do? It's important to have a renewed mind. We have to read His Word daily. Read, meditate, and apply. Because if you just read and meditate, it doesn't becomes al become alive in your life eh? because it's all head knowledge. Alam mo to, pero hindi mo man ginagawa. Your faith will not be able to grow if you don't apply His Word in our individual lives. No? In verse 8, next verse, he says, What's the solution that God gave to their problem? He says, go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored. What happened? You see, what the Lord wants is we should have this motivation in everything that we do is to honor God. You see, and be honored. I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. So we have to have this mindset in everything we do. If we seek His kingdom first, we are honoring Him. What happened? Let's continue reading in verse 12. Next slide, yeah. Then Zerubbabel of Sheltier and Joshua, son of Josedach, the high priest, and the whole remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord and their God and the message of the prophet Haggai because the Lord their God has sent him and the people feared the Lord. You look at carefully. What is that 
underlined in our color for the day, blue. The people feared the Lord. You know? Many times we go back to our own agenda. We are go back to our own ways. We go back to our old thinking. It's because we lack the reverence. We lack the reverence and the fear of the Lord. Di tayo na ano eh. Di natin alam na par- Aware tayo, nandyan si God. Di ba? Alam naman natin yun eh. But, minsan gumagawa tayo ng mga things na parang wala siya dyan. But the Jews obeyed because they feared the Lord. We all know that famous verse, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We memorize it. But what about the lack of the fear of the Lord? If the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, what about the lack of the fear of the Lord? The lack of the fear of the Lord is the beginning of foolishness. Kung kulang ang takot natin sa Diyos, it's the beginning of foolishness. So always have that mindset in your heart and in your mind, that fear of the Lord. Because having that fear will help you make choices that are pleasing to Him. So their leaders, Zerubbabel, Joshua, the high priest, set the example. The whole remnant followed. They listened and obeyed. They honored God and they made God their priority. So there's a renewed priority to seek first His kingdom. You look at this picture. That's why leaders are very important. No? Whether you're part of a pastoral team or a, or a church leadership group, small group leaders, even head of the family, or whatever leadership group you are in. As leaders, we are to lead by example. Not just keep delegating, but set an example. If you look at this picture, yan ang boss. Gawin mo to, gawin mo to, gawin mo to. But this is the model of what we are to be following, a servant leader. We are leaders, but we are leading them on how to do it by setting an example. What direction of the church, your organization or family needs to go, what resources are needed, and many other things rest in the hands of leadership, the leaders. We need to understand leaders that our position and role is a stewardship. It's a stewardship given to us by the Lord. And one day, we are accountable for it. How we lead His church, how we lead our family, how we lead whatever organization the Lord has entrusted us. And we should be intentional in giving our best, no? in our words, in our attitude, and in our actions. We cannot expect our members to come and worship physically. If as leaders, we don't come and worship. We cannot expect our leaders, our members to come on time if us as leaders, we don't set an example. If we don't come on prayer meetings, then how can our church be growing? That's why as leaders, it's very important. We set an example. And I praise God for GCAF. I think your leaders are doing a great job in setting an example. That is why we chose Sir Al to be one of our directors. He's not only our director, you know who he is? He's our spiritual director of the bank. So he's helping us 
lead the direction, spiritual direction of the bank. Everyone, listen. We need to let our faith be seen in our attitude, in our action. Hindi pwede sa salita lang. I trust the Lord. Pero parati tayong takot. I believe that God will rescue me, but still, meron akong plan B, C, D, E, F, G. Let our faith be seen in our attitude and actions, not just in our position as leaders. Through our excellent examples, we can make the gospel attractive to others, drawing them to the Lord. Nakikita eh. Ang leadership has so much faith. Wow, how can I be like that? It becomes a model of attracting people to the gospel or attracting members to commit more because they see the commitment that the leaders are giving. Let's continue. How did the Lord respond? In, in verse 13, the Haggai, the Lord's messenger, uh, gave this message to the people. The Lord says, I am with you. You know, when the Lord says, I am with you, that is a great assurance that the Lord himself, the creator of the heavens and earth, declared that he is with his people. And that it makes a whole lot of difference. If the Lord is with us, who can be against us? Who can overcome us? So we need to pursue the Lord in such a way that we will feel his presence daily. I say daily because you cannot read your Bible one whole book for one week and that's good enough. We have to read it daily. That's why it's called a daily quiet time. Hindi one day, Monday, and then it's good for the... Or I come to Sunday, that's good for the whole week. Hindi pwede ganun. The transformation will not happen because we need a daily renewing of our mind. The Lord did not promise that you will have a problem-free life, but He promised those who earnestly seek first His kingdom that I am with you. I am with you in your church. I'm with you in your business, in your work area, in your family, in your community, everywhere, anytime, in good or not so good times, I am with you, the Lord says. And as we cross-reference Esther 6, we see that the Lord's promise of I am with you is true. As the Jews start to rebuild uh, the temple, the opposition started. May mga opposition na naman. Okay? The greater the work ano, for the Lord, the greater the position. So Tatanai, the governor there at that time, questioned them, you know, who authorized you to rebuild this temple? The Jews replied, Ito na ba yung sunod? Is there a one before? Ah, wala. Oh, sige. Let's hold it there muna. Then King Cyrus, the governor then sent, the Jews replied that it was King Cyrus who issued a decree to rebuild this temple. The governor then sent a letter to the present king to inquire if there's such a decree. The king at that time was King Darius, ordered his servants to find the decree in the archives of the treasury of the Persians. There, a scroll was found with a decree to rebuild the temple and to return all the treasures of gold and silver articles that King Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple and brought them to Babylon. 
to be returned to their place in the temple of Jerusalem. Let's see Ezra 6, verse 8 and 9. What did King Darius decree? Next slide, yeah. He says, no, you moreover, this is what King Darius said. He says, moreover, I hereby decree that you are to do, he's telling to the governor, huh? you are to do for these elders of the Jews in the construction of this house of God, their expenses are to be fully paid out of royal treasury from the revenues of the trans-Euphrates. Grabe, no? Provided, no? So that the work will not stop whatever is, need whatever is needed. Young bulls, rams, male lambs for burnt offerings to the God of heaven. Wheat, salt, vine, and olive oil as requested by the priests in Jerusalem must be given to them daily. Wow. So that they may offer sacrifices pleasing to the God of heaven and pray for the well-being of, of, of the king and his sons. Furthermore, I decree that if anyone defies this edict, if anyone defies this, it's from the king, huh? the beam is to be pulled from their house and they are to be impaled on it. Impaled, no? And, there, and for this crime, their house is to be made a pile of rubble. Just imagine the Jews prioritize, reprioritize. They have a renewed priority. There's opposition. But this time, God was with them. He even had a pagan king, the king of Persia. Each would decree that it is a crime not to assist the Jews in their rebuilding project. So I am with you. The Lord proved again that he, is always, he always fulfills his promises. He changed the heart of King Darius so that instead of opposing to the rebuilding project, he ordered the enemies of the Jews to assist them in the work using resources of the Persians. Amen, Amazing. You know, we read so much joy. We had so much joy in reading about God's fulfilling His promises. But we have to realize the same blessings that He promised the Israelites are also available for us today. Hindi lang puro tayong reading, o nga, ganda ng story, no? We feel so, ano, pero pag tayo, wala tayong stories to tell. We don't have any stories to tell because we are not attempting to do great works for the Lord. He is with us, but this is a conditional promise that if we prioritize His agenda, by seeking His kingdom first, all these things will be given to us. And now, just like in Haggai's time, we often decide to build our own houses first before God's kingdom. We want to enjoy our life first. That is why when it Often when it comes to want to study God's word or come to church, we are so, wala energy na. Because the whole Saturday night, we are binge watching Netflix. We are playing online games up to the morning. But Sunday come, oh, pagod na tayo. Okay? And often we are found dozing off in worship service. And often our pursuit of worldly treasure has left us empty and wanting for more. 
never satisfied. I remember, I just, let me just share quickly my experience. I worked so hard for my first car. Unang kotse ko. Worked hard, and when I got it, I said, this is the ultimate happiness. I have my own car. So I washed it every day. I vacuumed it. Can some of you relate? Waxed it. But after one month, I started to look at other people's car. Mas maganda yung kotse nila. But mas makintab kotse nila. Mas maganda yung gulong ng kotse nila. And then I started not wanting to wash my car anymore. Nawawalang gana. Different, di ba? Thought it was the ultimate happiness. That's why earthly things, earthly possession cannot satisfy. It may give you happiness for a short time, but it will never give you the fulfillment that only Jesus Christ can give us. No? Haggai's encouragement to rebuild the temple in the face of the Jews' neglect brings to mind the Apostle Paul's exhortation that the temple today, listen carefully, huh? the temple today is no longer a temple in Jerusalem. Because right now, there's no temple in Jerusalem. Okay? We see two illustrations in 1 Corinthians 3.16. Yeah? Next slide. It says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? Means we, this verse saying that the church body is the temple. The people of the church, the temple, the church is not the church building anymore. It is the people. And we can see in the second verse, which is medyo mas maliit, no? It says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? Our bodies is the temple. Our physical, our, this body is also the temple. My question is, what is the condition of God's temple? First is, what is the condition of God's temple as a church body? Church natin. Let's talk about GCAF. What is the condition of God's temple? Are some parts active, vibrant, but some parts are in ruins? Are some parts actively serving, but some parts are just spectators? Remember, we are all parts of a body. Every part should function for that body to be healthy. If the Lord is here, will He tell our church? If He's standing here, because of my house, which remains a ruin while each of you is busy with his own house. Especially now, the pandemic is slowly being alert level one. Na tayo, no? We are excited to go back to our work. But sometimes be careful. Sobra tayong excited. We might forget sino ang priority natin. Or do we have relationships in the church that are in ruins? Meron ba? I'm sure meron. Because we are still imperfect. Eh? Because we are living in a fallen world. Even in a church, there will be strained and broken relationship. Are those relationships in ruins? As leaders, are we diligently shepherding the church? 
make sure that the temple, which is the church, is not in ruins and neglected because we, members of the church body, are pursuing our own agenda. But we are constantly fixing, building, growing, and maturing to make the church body active and not in ruins. Let's talk about the second one. Condition of our bodies as a temple of the Holy Spirit. How is your bodies? How is your physical, mental, social, spiritual condition of your bodies? Only you can answer that. Probably we are strong physically. Like to play basketball, condition, diet. Kastayo physically. But perhaps we are in ruins relationally. Malakas tayo sa katawan natin, pero sa relasyon, parati tayong may problema. Or are we strong mentally? Marami tayong degree, marami tayong awards, marami tayong ano. But we are in ruins spiritually. We should keep growing Christ-like with each passing day. We are continue to be passionate in our walk with the Lord. We need to live our lives in such a way that we are prioritizing the daily building and rebuilding of God's temple. Always put that in mind. Daily rebuilding of God's temple. Make sure that not... First, you have to evaluate which part of the church is in ruins. It's not working. Which part of my body is in ruin? Then we make it a habit. Uh, make it our, our goal to address it. Paul said in Kanina 12.2, di ba? Do not conform. Let's go back to 12.1, Romans 12.1. Di ba? It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercies, we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and pleasing to God. This is our true and proper worship. True and proper worship is not just coming here to Sunday. No, oh, nag-worship na ako, tapos na. No, a true and proper worship is to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy. Again, our message today, take home, baka sobra akong marami sinabi, this is just, just remember this. Transformation can only happen by the renewing of our mind. Remember that. Renewing of our mind needs daily reading, meditating, and applying God's Word. A renewed mind will love the Lord with all of your heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength, 100%. And a renewed priority is to seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, I believe I don't have much time left. Maybe you could take a picture so we can uh, maybe study or evol uh, meditate on it in our quiet time, in our small group, in our families. How can we prioritize the Lord? Yeah, next slide. If you have time, you can kindly take a picture of it so you can do You know, what is God's agenda in our relationship with Him? And by agenda na? So you can take a picture. Next one. Next one. In our prayer life and Bible study, sometimes pala, pag prayer life and Bible study, we are not seeking first His kingdom. Baka may sariling agenda tayo eh. Diba? So how can we 
seek first His kingdom in our prayer life and Bible study. Baka puro tayong hingi ng hingi. Hindi na natin hanapin. Next. In our work for God, what, how can we seek first His kingdom? And the last one, in our life with others. So that's our take-home assignment for the week. No? You know, as alert levels are being lowered, economy is slowly covering up, we are being reminded by Haggai, what is our priority? Your agenda or my agenda, the Lord is saying. Will we be like the Jews forgetting God's temple? Focusing on rebuilding our own lives, our own houses. Because that is what we considered our priority. Remember, opposition, persecution, ridicule, destruction will arise as we seek His kingdom first. Because the greater the work, the greater the opposition. But remember, what is the promise of the Lord? I am with you. And in Matthew 28, 20, it's a very enough verse, but it's a great commission. He says, the second part says, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. And this promise can be ours if our renewed mind loves the Lord 100%. And our renewed priority is to seek first His kingdom. Let's bow our head for a word of prayer, shall we? Thank you, Lord, for the book of Haggai. It reminds us once again who is our priority. We know that we should seek first your kingdom, Lord. But in reality, if we are honest with ourselves, often we are seeking our own kingdom first, putting our own agenda as secondary, as priority and putting your agenda only if we have free time. Lord, forgive us, Lord, for our lack of commitment. Once again, Lord, renew my mind to love you 100%. And if I love you 100%, then my renewed priority is to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. We praise you, Lord. We want to honor you. And we commit ourselves to praise you, to give you all the glory in our church as we seek to build and rebuild areas in our church that is needed to be rebuilt. Be it lack of commitment, there are broken relationships, etc. <clears throat> and Lord, we seek to make our bodies holy and pleasing to you because it is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say, Amen. Amen.